Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice-certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst who now helps empathic, heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube and visit KimO'NealCoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right. Hello and welcome to the Every Day is a New Day show. My name is Kim O'Neill and as always, I am super excited for today's conversation. The guests and the the subject matter that we're going to be sharing with you today is very powerful, very relevant to today's time, and uh, I think is going to speak to you in ways that go beyond uh, whatever you may expect as well. So if you are here with us live, it's so awesome to have you here. Please let us know in the comments that you're here with us. Say hello. Let us know where you're joining us from. I'm in Southern California. My guests today are all the way from Canada, and we are reaching people all around the globe with our everyday is a new day messages and conversations about moving forward and being more of you. So I'd love to know who you are and where you're joining us from. I'm going to go ahead and share a little bit now who I have with us us today. And so before I bring them on screen, I just want to share with you a little bit about what we'll be talking about today. Today, we're going to be talking about the Back Home Again movie. It is an animated short film with an all-star voice cast based on real-life events of the 2016 wildfire evacuation of 80,000 residents in Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada. And this movie aims to build mental health awareness and spark conversations about mental health in communities across Canada and the world. And so I think right there, you can see how it's definitely relevant and just awesome for today's times. So I want to go ahead and share with you a a screenshot of the, let's see if we can get this on the screen here. Is it going to cover me up? It might. It does. It covers me up and I'm still here. That's okay. I want to go ahead and share with you today's guests. Today's guests, we have Michael Mankowski, who was born and raised in Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, and is the owner and operator of Alien Cow formerly known as Wood Buffalo Productions, an Alberta, Canada-based award-winning production house. He has a bachelor's degree in management and also graduated from the Vancouver Film School 3D and Animation Program, and his work and his company have both won awards before, including the 2016 Best Short Film Award at the Alberta Film and Television Awards. We also have with us here Charmaine Hammond, who is a certified speaking professional and co-founder of Raise a Dream, where she helps businesses grow through sponsorship and new revenue streams. She is passionate about Back Home Again because Fort McMurray was her home for 15 years. Because of her expertise in building high trust, high accountability business partnerships and collaborations, she worked closely with Michael in generating support for this film almost since the beginning of the project. She also has a very lengthy background in mental health. And thank you for bearing with me as I covered my face reading all of that to you. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and bring up today's awesome guests. Welcome to the show, Charmaine Hammond and Michael Mankowski. 
Hi. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Thanks, Kim, for having us. Absolutely. It's awesome to have you here. I, of course, just shared a little bit about both of you. Um, is there anything you'd like people to know about you before we get into today's conversation that we didn't already share? I'm good to go. Good to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So why don't we get to what Back Home Again is all about? Michael, will you tell us a little bit more about this, this really inspirational film? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I started this project about five years ago, uh, shortly after the 2016 wildfire. Uh, I was born and raised in Fort McMurray, Alberta, and I was evacuated like uh, many of the community that are still living there today. And uh, I, I had the opportunity to work for the Red Cross during the re-entry period, as well as the one-year and two-year anniversary. And, uh, you know, going through the evacuation was a, a difficult time in my life. And uh, through filming those stories, I really felt like it was a healing process for me. And, um, you know, your problems don't seem as, as big when you're hearing people that have, you know, literally lost everything or a child talking about losing everything in his his room or, uh, you know, a teacher gutting a classroom and throwing out all the belongings of children or, you know, an indigenous fur trader losing his way of life, like honestly, because the animals, who knows if, when they come back. And it was just really, wow. uh, and also I did so many, I, I recorded over 200 testimonials of people who were affected by the wildfire during those, those years. And uh, I always felt like my community wasn't properly represented. Honestly, uh, we did lots of work where, we would film interviews and you know they would edit it together and i just felt like i had a overwhelming amount of powerful stories and i just uh started this mostly as a you know healing process for myself and never really envisioned having any of these actors and it was just a 10 minute you know project at that time and it's kind of grown into this 30 minute movie that we have today how long would you say from start to finish did it take to uh, put all this together um, I wrote the first draft in, in August, 2016, uh, okay. of the project. And then, so, you know, many years of iterations of that, uh, and ultimately it evolved to a 30 minute movie. Uh, and then, you know, gathering the cast took years we recorded the first voice in 2018, uh, recorded the last voice in 2020. Um, so, you know, one actor at a time, we would just kind of approach, I was very lucky to have a relationship with Tom Green and, uh, his previous manager, John Schneider and producing partner, um, also Rob Schneider's brother had done many projects and, uh, he just reached out to me. I was working on a project, uh, with Tom before the wildfire and, and that was affected and ultimately, uh, just reached out to see how I was doing. And I told him about this and, uh, he asked if, you know, if he, if I wanted, uh, you know, to reach out to Tom to be the, to be a voice. And of course I was just like over the moon to be able to have Tom do a voice and he did become the first voice. And yeah, that was just an incredible experience for me just because I had this project with Tom that was, you know, that fell through because of the fire and, you know, for him to come back and be the first voice was just surreal. And then slowly, uh, you know, he just asked me like, you know, one by one, like who else, who, who would you dream of working with? And everyone is someone I, idolized in the movie and you know we just reached out and there was i think this shared experience as well that was happening because of what was happening in california in 2018. Uh, which was also wildfires is that correct it's yeah you know it was the paradise fires and yes uh, there we go 
Yeah. And um, like Martin Short was evacuated the day, you know, we recorded with him. He drove down with a bunch of his stuff to the studio and, you know, Kim Basinger actually lost her home in the wildfire. And wow. so, you know, and, and even some of the cast, like, you know, their closest friends or, or, or family were affected. So there was a real uh, understanding it and, you know, everyone just donated their time. So it was just incredible. Wow. Uh, Charmaine, uh, now I know you weren't living in Fort McMurray at the time of the fires, but you did previously live there for 15 years. How, I mean, what was your reaction when you heard that this was happening in a place that you once oh, called home? It, it was absolutely devastating. And, and um, you know, to see the footage on media was just heartbreaking. And of course, you can't reach your friends and, and co-workers and, and um, and clients when they're when they're evacuating. So I, I remember that there was just uh, such a, as Michael indicated, just such a range of different emotions. And it was um, about a year after, not quite a year after the fire, that I was brought back to the community to do a lot of work around resilience and recovery processes, and and heard people's stories, much like the ones that Michael has included in in the film. And during the evacuation, I was actually working with a lot of executive directors of nonprofit organizations from the Fort McWood, Fort McMurray with Buffalo community that had um, are, were temporarily staying in the Edmonton area. And that's where I was living at the time. Wow, wow, mm. wow, wow. So you're hearing about this wildfire. Um, it, what would you say has been uh, the biggest learning you've gotten out mm. of of ha having this real life experience, not just hearing about it, oh, that happened over there, but this happened mm. somewhere where you have real life lived experience. Um, mm. Michael, any any thoughts on that? Um, the thing I've learned the most, honestly, in the last like six months, I feel like is that people are still struggling with this, mm -hmm. uh, you know, five years. Uh, I was originally hoping to release this kind of on the five-year anniversary. And um, when we started presenting this in the community, uh, I realized there was an overwhelming amount of people that were still struggling with the wildfire and, and no one wanted to talk about it, even five years later. And uh, I found that was just, um, it was eye-opening to me. I just feel like, uh, you know, that even supported the intention more than ever that, you know, this is why we wanted to create this is so we could have these conversations around mental health. And, uh, and that was the task, like back in 2016, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, to really create this conversation starter. And then five years later, uh, you know, we're in the same situation. And I think also the community has been hit extremely hard because of, you know, the economy and then, uh, the wildfire and floods and then COVID. So it's, it's really, uh, and this is a shared experience again that a lot of communities are facing now because of COVID and, you know, the, the mental health. When we started this, you know, uh, Charmaine can testify to this that we, you know, mental health, we couldn't even say mental health. We said PTSD. And mm -hmm. I think, okay. you know, we've come a long way uh, to be able to talk about mental health, you know, openly and publicly. And I think COVID has kind of opened up a lot of people's understanding and acceptance of that. So. Yeah. Uh, so something you said at, at earlier on was about how you started this just for you. Mm -hmm. And I think that really says a lot in helping to be able to bridge the gap between people going through something that feels very traumatic mm -hmm. and being able to ease into 
okay, now I can maybe start to talk about it and, and share more and open up. Um, did, I mean, would you speak a little bit more specifically about just your specific experience and how the creating the film helped you and being able to share? Yeah. You know, it was, uh, so Fort McMurray is just like this beautiful melting pot of diversity and people from all around the world come there to work in industry. And, uh, that's what made, I think this story so interesting is there's so many, you know, colorful voices. And even through my experience, when I'm filming that in real life, like, you know, you're going to film one family and you're going to, you know, who lost everything and it's going to be devastating and, and emotionally, uh, move you, but then you'll go, you know, go to the seniors home and, you know, we're filming an elderly gentleman and he keeps falling asleep through the interview. And, you know, so there's always kind of like little bits of comedy that we're able to like take from real life situations, I think, and uh, just infuse this into the story. And I think the people from Fort McMurray are, or I hope, because uh, everyone is someone, you know, or, you know, inspired by someone in our community or an interview I did. Uh, I think they'll see some of that and, and, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I think it, there's a lot of comedy infused in, into these heavy stories as well. Mm. Awesome. Charmaine, what about you? You have a, a vast background in mental health. I mean, what are your thoughts about, you know, helping people to feel comfortable and at ease, safe to even be able to share and talk about subjects that are traumatic? Yeah, it, it's a long process to recover. I've worked with several communities now that have gone through different types of disasters and each one of them has said in their own way that the journey to recovery, the journey to um, sort of rebuild their personal or community or workplace resilience is a long process. And and for people who haven't gone through that, it that might be hard to understand. And for many people, they're, you know, this is a, a very complicated grieving process that they've gone through. And we're so fortunate on this project and movie to have um, the support of mental health experts to help guide guide us through this and create the materials. Michael actually uh, talked to about 19 different mental health experts, psychologists, grief and loss experts, play therapy experts. When he was writing the script and when the animation process had started, just to um, gather their input. And then we've been working really closely with the Canadian Mental Health Association, which is one of our charitable partners on the project. And they're helping us create educational tools and resources like an app and classroom and workplace and community screening discussion guides. So that that vision that Michael has, which is that this inspire conversation around mental health and connect people, bridge community, um, so we're super excited about the mental health resources because that's going to connect people to the help that they need. And I, I always just think about when you talked about lessons a few minutes ago, Kim and Michael, I was thinking, you know, there's so many lessons. And one of them was came to me more as a reminder. And it was a conversation that Michael had had with uh, the Canadian Red Cross and, and Canadian Mental Health Association about mental health and recovering from disaster. And in the conversation, they talked about it's okay not to be okay. And I think that is so important given what everyone in the world right now is dealing with around COVID, that it's okay to not be okay all the time. And it's absolutely okay to reach out and ask for help. And those were two powerful comments that are just sort of, <laughs> it's like they're tattooed on my eyelids and imprinted in my brain now because it's an important reminder for all of us right now. I'm so glad that you said that. I agree. I think that's a fantastic point. And as you both were sharing, uh, you know, it just was really also highlighting that 
there's no expected timeline necessarily yeah, yeah. on when a person has to be like, oh, you should be over that. No, there, there's no should. There's no should. Mm-hmm. There's, 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 there's things we can do and everyone's process is going to be unique to them. So, um, I, you know, I love Michael that you brought up that, you know, it's five years later and some people are, are still having, you know, everyone's having their own experience Mm -hmm. is the point. So, yeah, definitely. And, you know, part of that too, is, uh, taking some of that feedback early on. Uh, and I, I I knew that early on from doing like even the one, two year and three year anniversary Mm -hmm. videos that people were still affected. So I had some of that going in there. I was surprised still five years later, but, uh, when, when designing this, I really tried to make sure that we're not focusing on the fire, not focusing mm-hmm. on the images that we've seen years and years, every year in the news, because I think that's what builds a lot of this, you know, um, you know, first um, fear of why they don't want to watch this, of, you know, maybe it's a triggering story, but I, I really think this is not a story of, um, you know, the wildfire. This is the story of the community coming back together and rebuilding. And, and through that, I think that is why it's different and really trying to not focus on the fire, but more where we are today. Mm-hmm. Nice. Say more about that. Where are you today? Uh, well, um, like me personally or? <laughs> well, where, where, where are we? We as a community, yeah. Um, yeah. how, yeah. A, yeah, a, a it's, uh, I think, you know, I, I, I think we're, in a in a hard place honestly i I think it's been uh you know even trying to plan events of you know can we do a live events and and you know what's happening lately with that and again just that fear of talking about i think um the five-year anniversary i think we've come a long way definitely fort mcmurray through conversations with community leaders and individuals we've had and i do think now like specifically noticing in alberta things opening up i do think there's you know kind of a everyone seems a little happier and you're able to enjoy a little bit of the summer. So, but again, there's that spike that's happening over the weekend. So I don't know, there's, I think there's a lot going on, um, with people, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a complicated time. So let's, let's touch on some more of the, the mental health aspect and how people can start to heal, um, of of recognizing they're going to go at their own pace. We're all going to go at our own pace. Um, Charmaine, aside from creativity and, and, and doing things that allow us to sort of break into new areas, what else comes to mind? You mentioned resources that are going to be available. What, you know, mm-hmm. will you say a little bit more about the, the various ways that people can start to heal? Yeah. One of the, one of the conversations we had around mental health recently was the importance of getting back to basics. And so regardless of, whether a person has experienced a disaster, a crisis in their own life, the loss of someone that they love, a change in their workplace, um, regardless of what that crisis is in a person's life, it's so important that we get back to basics around our mental health, such as eating, sleep, mm. <laughs> eating well, I should say, just eating. I should put a, some parameters on that. Just eat. Yeah. <laughs> Different ends of the spectrum there. Right. <laughs> eating healthy, getting the sleep you need, making sure you're connected. In fact, I remember the, when Michael, in the very early days of Michael working on the script, we had some um, reports that we were reading. There was one, I believe it was from the University of Alberta, and the report was talking about um, in community crises and disasters, what do people say helped get them through it? And overwhelmingly, there was a comment about connection, feeling connected to people. 
And so I think that is so important. I know when I've worked with different communities, as well as Fort McMurray Wood Buffalo region, that conversation about connected and relationship was so important. And I remember um, when the, the evacuation was still going on in, in the community, and I went outside one day to walk our dog, Toby, and I looked down and on the sidewalk, the neighborhood children, who, by the way, I had never met, uh, they wrote these beautiful, what I would call love letters to the community. Um, so here we are in Vancouver, and they're writing love letters to Fort McMurray on, on the sidewalk with sidewalk chalk. And then I went into a coffee shop to grab a coffee, and there was message, messages of hope in Van, Vancouver um, being sent to the community. And I, it, it just, it, for me, it's that importance of connection, knowing who your support systems are, because if we haven't experienced a trauma, where we've needed help outside of our own circle, we may not even know where to go for help in our community. And that's another um, piece that's so important to Michael was making sure that people not only have resources, but start to learn where they can connect in the community. That's why when we're doing community screenings, we're really looking forward to doing these um, like like a panel presentation, I guess, where Michael can talk about the movie but and, and his shared lived experience. But we also have people from mental health to be able to talk about what's available in that community. Now, it's connection, such a great thing to highlight. I, I'm glad that you guys were able to share that and of course see the benefit of that. Mm -hmm. We've all experienced that to some degree with you yeah. know social distancing over just the pandemic alone. Mm -hmm. um, that really brings to mind those people who may be in, in rural areas or areas where mm -hmm. they're not so easily or readily connected um, to people, whether it be maybe they're just a person who likes to keep more to themselves and now they've gone through this traumatic experience, or maybe actual, you know, maybe they don't have as easy access to internet or, or mm -hmm. just nearby people, things like that. Um, any thoughts or tips or stories around how to really connect more with those people? I, I lived in a tiny community. So I'm from just outside Toronto originally. And when I moved to Alberta, I moved to a very small community and then downsized to an either smaller community. This was before we made our way to Fort McMurray. So the community that we lived in had less than a thousand people. And I was in so very limited resources in that community. And of course, you had to drive to other communities to access. But what I learned from living in a small community coming from a really big city is that even a small community that doesn't have resources generally has people you can reach out to, whether that is the church, whether it's the guidance counselor at the local school. Uh, in one case, it was the shop owner, the grocery store owner It seemed to know everyone and knew nice. who to contact. So that one of the things that's so interesting about uh, rural communities is that many of them have these, um, it's like a different type of support services. The key is to know who do you go to in the community if you don't know where to go. And relationships can really help with that. That is such a good point because I can, I, from my perspective, that would not be the, the place my mind would immediately go to. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. The person at the grocery store. I mean, literally um, you're, you're highlighting the people that you would encounter in, in everyday mm -hmm. services. Those are people, people to connect mm -hmm. with. Um, that's wow. That's, mm -hmm. that's wonderful to really strengthen a community bond. I love that. And generally I, I a hospital too, I should say like emergency responders, whether it's a, um, a local, fire department, the paramedics, the local hospital, they'll know as well 
what's available in a community, in a region for people to get help? Yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect point to, to make. Yes. So Michael, now we'll tell us more about when is this film going to launch and how can people access it? Yeah. Um, so we're preparing for our world premiere in October. Uh, we're looking to premiere this at the Edmonton International Film Festival uh, on October 1st and um, still have the confirmed dates and times and stuff, to be honest, but it is uh, scheduled uh, at the beginning of October. And we have submitted to uh, 40 other international film festivals and we've gotten into some, but I, I don't think I'm allowed to technically mention them until we okay. finalize uh, some of the release dates. But uh, yeah, it's been really exciting. So we're gonna start with an Alberta premiere and uh, follow up with some additional screenings around Alberta and uh, then move on to BC and, and hopefully across Canada is the goal. And uh, specifically also, I hope to show in regions that are currently affected by wildfires. So, you know, California, Greece, uh, Turkey, Russia, these are areas that are, you know, currently experiencing, you know, the same kind of situation that, you know, we went right. through in 2016, some of the worst fires I think in history. So, uh, you know, obviously Australia too. And, um, and, and through our partners with the Red Cross, I hope to raise money for the next disaster through the music. That's really a big goal of ours is we have this incredible music written by, uh, you know, Walter wrote uh, the music for uh, Celine Dion. Uh, wow. So, you know, uh, sorry, My Heart Will Go On, just the Titanic mm -hmm. song and worked with many other uh, artists, including Mariah Carey and Barbara Streisand and the list goes on and on. And uh, Charlie Midnight, uh, just incredible songwriter, you know, worked on Bodyguard by Whitney Houston came and many other film songs and came together and they wrote this uh, closing song that Jeremy Renner sings at the end of the movie and Walter also scored the entire film so it was just like incredible experience to work mm -hmm. with you know people of that caliber and they just make your art so much better and I think uh, and ultimately ultimately Walter I give him full credit for even coming up with the name like he wrote the music and uh, I actually had a different working title and and once I heard the song it just changed everything. <laughs> Yeah, I heard, I heard a clip of the the song by Jeremy Renner and um, definitely resonated with me. Um, it sounds like a fantastic song. I think the line was every day. Um, oh, shoot. Now I'm going to botch it. <laughs> Something about every day. And so, of course, it resonated with me. So, well, we do have a, a the trailer that I want to share with our audience today. Um, before I share that in just a moment, Charmaine, would you like to share a little bit more about what your role was in this film? I mean, you've already touched on different areas, but um, will you share with everyone just a little bit more about your role? Sure. I, I, you know, this is this has been an incredible project to work on and get to work with Michael closely. And and what what I've been working on is around building some of the community partnerships and collaborations, working with the sponsors that are supporting the film and working with the communities to start getting ready for those community screenings, working closely with Canadian Mental Health Association as we develop those resources and educational tools. So one of the things I would say I love about this project is it just inspires my creativity, it challenges my thinking, and um, it kind of ticks all the boxes for everything I love to do. So it's been really the perfect project to work on. And I have learned so much and it's been like going back to school working on this project um you know i feel blessed to have learned about uh, animation i i you know i watch animation on on tv and i never knew what went into the making of an animated movie so it's just been phenomenal 
phenomenal learning as well. And the, the people that have come on board to support this project have are just uh, so deeply appreciated. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and share that trailer here and it's just a few minutes long. And then I realize I have not even acknowledged our live viewers who are with us and been posting some comments. So we'll certainly do that in just a moment here. Thank you for being here. Uh, stay right there, everybody. I'm going to show the trailers. So you get to see more of this film right now. Here we go. I was just notified. I guess the sound is not heard. Is that correct? Charmaine? Hi. Hi, were you able to hear the sound on the film? No, I was trying to message you and say I couldn't hear because I was muted, so I couldn't say anything. But no, we weren't hearing anything. I don't think Michael was oh, either. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Michael, were you able to hear anything? No, I was not, unfortunately. Oh, that's crazy. Okay. Well, okay. We will just stop the, the trailer. Uh, you guys can see the beautiful animation right here. And... Um, Oh, goodness. Well, you can definitely check out the trailer. My apologies. I don't know why no that, that is. No worries. Uh, let's go ahead and remove that from the screen. And I'm going to share with everyone where you can go to see the trailer. It's on YouTube, awesome. but it's also on the backhomeagainmovie.com website. And um, oh, man, how does it feel to be at this stage, to finally release it and share it with people <laughs> and, and create more of those mental health conversations? Uh, so it's so exciting. You know, we've been working on this in pretty much secret for like five years and slowly. So it's just uh, to have everyone uh, come together and all the partners and all the cast and uh, all the incredible animators and people who worked on this and sound design. It's just it's a labor of love. It really is. Um, everyone is put in, you know, tens of thousands of hours to make this possible years of work. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, uh, in, a, in a weird and sad way, it seems timely as well. You know, I think, uh, so I'm, ex I'm just ex so excited to s stick this out in the world and, and, and have those conversations. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, let me, let's take a look at our, our live viewer comments who've been with us. I see we have with us, Ibrahim has said, hello, more shine, Kim. Yes. He knows all about the <laughs> let your light shine movement. <laughs> Good to see you, Ibrahim. And we have here Helene, who is saying hello to everybody. Good to see you, Helene. And we also have Betty here, who is with us. And Betty, Betty, let me see here. Betty had a comment. Let's take a look at this. That is magnitude of problems related to wildfire, flood, economy, and spiraling down to their mental health. Mm. There's not enough news about these people suffering. Mm. Yeah. It. Go ahead, Michael. Do you want to say something about that? Yeah, you know. Um... That's, I took a lot of, uh, when writing this story, I took that a lot in, you know, into my heart and tried to touch on all that. You know, I talk about mm -hmm. you know, the downturn of the economy and the price of, you know, a jar of honey dropping and the honey sands. And uh, I really tried to, you know, make reference to all those things. So people, you know, when they were watching this, weren't like, well, it's, you know, we've now hit by the floods. Or we're now hit by this. There's a lot of things going on. And so I really tried to mm -hmm. include small points of reference to all that for people in the community so they can kind of see that you know this is written by someone not an outsider and you know even the locations you know sherwood park wood buffalo forest i think uh to outsiders it sounds more like a magical forest place but to to local community i think these will be points of reference that i think you know can take pride on and and recognize uh you know that there's a lot going on and i just think you know again that just leads into those conversations. Mm -hmm. 
And Helena saying, Michael, you are a rock star. Thank you for being you. <laughs> we all appreciate oh, that's you. Amazing. Thank you, Helena. I, I appreciate that. that. Yes, yeah. he is a rock oh, star. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. I, so, Michael, we're, we're nearing the end of our conversation. But before we go, um, you started to mention some of the, the names of the actors that are in this film. And of course, it is on that flyer that I showed at the very beginning yeah. that so uh, awkwardly covered my face. So if you mm -hmm. can read that, then you can see more of the names. But will you tell everyone um, more of the actors that are involved in the film? Yeah, yeah. we have a, an incredible cast of voice actors. We have Michael J. Fox and Catherine O'Hare, Eugene Levy, Gordon Pinsent, Jeremy Renner, Ed Asner, uh, Tom Green, Norm MacDonald, uh, Sherry Shepard, Lauren Cardinal, Tantu Cardinal, Marlon Waynes. Uh, Howie Mandel, Kim Basiner, um, uh, Scott Thompson. We have, I, I, I worry, I, mi I miss uh, Mina Savari. Uh, and, and just, yeah, everyone donated their time again and, and just incredible uh, voice cast to come together and, mm -hmm. and do this. And everyone really is someone I really, Harlan Williams, uh, sorry. And uh, yeah, so it's just really uh, surreal to see all these people in the same movie for me. Definitely. And, and I don't know if you just said it, but Howie Mandel, mm -hmm. um, my mom is a big uh, uh, Deal or No Deal fan. So right. give a there shout you out. Go. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. This film sounds amazing. I look forward mm -hmm. to its release. So again, you said October 1st, it'll be released. Yep. And of course, locally, up in Alberta, Canada first. Yeah. And then... And then uh, we'll be looking to release this on a uh, more global market, you know, uh, I'm not sure the exact distributor, or maybe it's just YouTube or what we'll do, but uh, definitely going to start with Alberta and BC and then look to release this online somewhere for everyone. So, Okay, awesome. Is there anything we have not touched on that either of you would like to share with our audience before we close out today's conversation? I, I would just encourage us all that, um, you know, as we all go through this shared experience, although it looks different for each of us right now, living through a pandemic that we just take a few minutes every day to do something that nurtures us, that takes care of our mental health, uh, not to let issues linger that are causing you stress. Um, because I always think about resilience, kind of like a, uh, like a bank account. You've got to keep putting into that bank account for there to be something there when you need it. And our mental health and our resilience is like that too. We have to keep taking actions every day, whether that's getting out in the fresh air, eating healthy, talking to people, um, showing up with kindness, but uh, putting, giving yourself time to, to nurture your wellness is really important. The bank is such a great metaphor. Yes. How are you nurturing yourself every day so you can have that to fall back on when it's time to be more resilient? I love it. Thank you again, Charmaine Hammond and Michael Mankowski. Um, fantastic project. And thank you for being here and sharing it with everybody. Um, I appreciate you being here today. Oh, thank you so much, Kim. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> I want to thank everyone who's been with us, whether you were with us live or on the replay. Thank you for being here. Let us know what you're taking away from today's conversation. How does it bring to mind more things that you might be able to do or just something new that you might be able to do for yourself in being more resilient and in taking care of your own mental health in connecting with others in your community, um, fostering that community resiliency and you know, going beyond your own, your own little circle. What comes to mind for you? Remember, every day is always a new day. Every day is always a new day. Wherever you are today does not have to be where you are tomorrow. And 
I love what Charmaine said. It's okay to not be okay. We all go at our own pace. So with that, I'm going to give a virtual hug out to everybody. I'm receiving it too. Me too. I want in on that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you again, everybody. Be sure to check out the film back home again, movie.com back home again, movie.com. Learn more. You can watch the trailer and actually hear it. And um, I'll see you all again very, very soon for another episode of the Everyday is a New Day show. Stay right there, Charmaine and Michael. And I'll Thank see you all very soon. Bye.